Welcome to the Check Your Six podcast. Join your hosts, Air Force veterans Craig Lyson and Tim Proctor as they continue their conversation about the challenges of small business ownership as well as information, tips and guest speakers, all designed to help you navigate the potential stormy weather that is small business. And now, here are your hosts, Craig and Tim. Welcome to... Welcome to the Check Your Six Podcast. How you doing, Mr. Craig? I'm doing great, brother. What's up with you today? It's it's a good day today. It's Monday. We typically do these broadcasts on Monday. We don't always say that. And then they're aired at a future date at our discretion. But it's Monday morning. Got a great guest in the studio today. I, I think we need to have a stroller in here. For our you know, we got a young guy, another young guy in the studio. a wheelchair for us. Really appreciate it, guys. <laughs> got, Thank you. You got a wheelchair for us because we've got old, we're old, we have gray hair, and we got a, an exciting young man in here. I'm, I can't wait to hear what he has to talk to us about today. But today is the, is this the 14th? I think we're doing the 14th episode. That's correct. Wow. Check your six podcast. I am Tim Proctor with GRP Studios in Longwood, Florida. And across the table from me. I'm from out of this country. I'm in Orlando, Florida. From, from out, yeah, from out of the country. <laughs> so, I, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So you are? I'm Craig with Vets Growth at 407-754-5779. And I, again, I'm Tim Proctor with GRP Studios here in Orlando. And we have a, a really nice guest in here today. The topic for today is business investing. And have I got a deal for you? And you've heard somebody say, oh, man, I got a deal for you. Or I got a cousin or I got a buddy that's got a deal for you. So, Craig, let me ask you something. Or you might you might even know this. Do you ever remember somebody trying to sell the Brooklyn Bridge? Have you heard stories of people that tried to sell Wasn't the Brooklyn Bridge? Was it on Beverly Hillbillies? Oh, my word. <laughs> Have you ever heard of you know, people like got land to sell in Florida? Oh, yeah, I've got this land I got to sell in Florida. There was rumors of that happening early in the development of the United States. But from what I understand, people tried to sell to immigrants. Now, I don't know when these immigrants came over how much money they had, but they tried to sell people investments. And there was one in particular. His name was George Parker, supposed to be the greatest con man ever. He tried to and he managed to sell landmarks in New York, like Madison Square Garden, or the Gardens, the Statue of Liberty, and the Brooklyn Bridge. He reportedly sold these. Now, again, this I'm sure the stories have been somewhat exaggerated. He was able to sell these for as much as $50,000 for the Brooklyn Bridge. And people bought it enough for him to get three or four mansions. He eventually ended up in jail. But So we're not going to talk about that kind of finance, did, right? No. no, definitely not for me. Ooh, investing. Not something we might typically think about from a business standpoint, but if you are a business, you have to have money, so investing might be part of that. So we have a great guest in the studio today. Joel, how are you doing? He is with Edward Jones Investing, correct? Correct. Awesome. Yeah. He's Pleasure in the studio. Here. Thank you, Tim. Well, thank, thank you, you very much for, for taking the time to, to up your status. Who we had? Who was in here last week that we had, and we were talking about he's reached his pinnacle? Oh, Sean. Sean Lydon from Lydon Communications. He was talking about communicating, and he's spoken to groups and to thousands. He really stepped up his game he when did. he came into the po- into the podcast. He, yeah, he, he was probably one of our better speakers, and I think it's had to do with his background of everything he accomplished. Like when he has to stand up in front of crowds, so he knew what he had to tackle on it. Yeah, and he, you know, coming on this podcast obviously is a benchmark for his. That's right. His development. Anyway, oh, absolutely. So, it's a whole nother level. It's a whole nother level. You have been on podcasts before, but today we really are talking about investing. So give us your background 
how you got into investing, kind of where you're coming from, and then we're going to ask you some questions about some specifics, which I I think you already know. So welcome and, and give us, who are you? Yeah. Uh, so again, I'm Joel Ferguson. I'm a financial advisor with Edward Jones. I uh, got my bachelor's degree at USF, so go Bulls. I know that's a little controversy over here in that's Orlando. That's all right. But yeah, you know, it is night country over here, although I'm not a night. But anyways, go Bulls. That's yeah. fine. Um, I always have did to you throw guys, that in. Did you guys win the last UCF Southern uh, football game? No, unfortunately okay. not. Yeah, we've uh, we've had a bad couple, couple that's of years all right. here. But that's all right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Moving forward. Go, yeah, so all. go Bulls. <laughs> go Bulls. Uh, so yeah, so I got my degree over in Tampa in finance. I uh, graduated in three years, um, so hopefully that gives an indication of the type of person I am. I'm always trying to do things quicker than, um, as quick as possible and, and as efficient as possible, but took courses in investing and portfolio management and all these phenomenal classes. My senior class, our capstone class, was actually presenting to the board of directors um, about essentially an investment idea for the foundation to take on. So again, we're talking millions of dollars that the foundation has, and we got to present and say, hey, I think you should take that money and take a portion of it and do this. And they bought our idea and went forward with it. So it was it was an incredible experience. Wow, that's pretty impressive. All right. So what about you personally? Are you a Florida native? Florida native. Grew up in Bradenton, so on the West Coast. Family still lives, lives over there. It's a, It was a great place to grow up. Wow. So you went to, so you stayed over there and went to USF. Correct. And did that. What made you get into finances? Why? Why? What's, what's the reasoning? I've always had a passion for helping people. And that's usually, I feel like the stem of everything. And then from there, uh, my dad was, I was fortunate enough. We came from a, a good background, but he gave me $500 start out and I put in a little bit of money myself. And I think at either 12 or 13, he said, okay, we're going to look at the newspaper, go through the stock market together, and you're going to pick out a stock and it's going to be yours. So whatever happens, it's your choice, but let's go from there. First stock I picked was Starbucks. Um, oh, <laughs> this this guy. Yeah. First time, hey, my dad gave me a couple of dollars. I went to the toy store. Yeah, we went out and got <laughs> toys. Wow. that That's fantastic. So, all right, then fast forward. Yeah. So since then, I've always just had a a true passion for it and understanding of how it works. And as you get older, you start to realize that not everyone else does. It's a huge missing piece. You don't learn this information in high school or in college or anywhere. So that's where the passion came from, is that desire to help people as well as this understanding of investments and how that world works. I want to try and give back in that aspect. Wow. I've said for a long time that they don't teach what they should in schools. I know it's a tremendously different world now with everything's digital and everything's online, but teaching kids simple thing about compound interest versus interest you pay. And my son was in his 20s when he realized that he had his first credit card and he was paying it off. He said, but if I don't pay it off, don't you just pay interest once? <laughs> no. And he knew. Yeah. But what instilled that in you? Honestly, I probably have to, I have to go with my parents. They were fantastic teachers. They gave me a good understanding of how finances should work. We had a relatively open dialogue. I'm, my father never said exactly what he made. We didn't have that type of discussion, but we had an understanding of if you take care of your money, you're a good steward with it, and you do these things, you can set yourself up properly, and that's how you, you move forward. And that's true wealth and success is not being in debt, not owing people all these things. It's your money and outside of paying your mortgage or any other bill that you have, you get to choose what you want to do with it. I agree. I, I have to, I, I had the same 
Well, my stepfather, when he was in the military and he retired, I had my first encounter with that also. So I did learn one thing in life, how to save. How, how to save. It's really important. I didn't have the narrative that you had with your father, but I remember, see this again, this is dating ourselves, back in the day where you had an envelope system and you put money in the envelope for gas, you put money in the envelope for the electrical, and you put money in these, and then you took that money out and then you paid your bill with it. And I still, I use that when I got married and my wife and I use that along with this really great program uh, that was back on an old DOS based computer system. Do you remember what DOS is? With the, you probably don't. No, that's a little before my time. <laughs> Small screen, little green things that type around. If you watch the movie War Games, okay. if you yeah. watch the movie War Games, that's a DOS based system back in the 80s that they were using to do it. But this is a great program. You put in your all of your income, you put in all of your expenses, even down to the newspaper cost. And it spit out a, you need to save this much, you need to carry over this much. And it was a great program. How much did you listen to your parents growing up? Did you think, okay, whatever. But what was your take on that, if you can remember? That wasn't that far back for you, so. So take everything with a grain of salt, of course. So as a teenager, you listen to your parents, but you don't quite understand what they're talking about. And then as you get older, you start to experience it. You're like, oh, they really do know what they're saying. When they were saying this, this is what they were talking about. So it was always there, but I don't think I truly realized it until I started experiencing those things myself. Again, it was great to have them explain it, even when I didn't understand it. And I think that's the biggest thing to talk about. You don't learn it in school. Just because it doesn't apply right now doesn't mean you're not going to remember those lessons later on. You do absorb more than you think you do. Why Edward Jones? Tell me a little bit about Edward Jones and why you were there. Edward Jones, they're, they're more of a... I'd say giving company than others are not as cutthroat in the the style and the practice that you have as you, at least from an advisor standpoint, I get to choose who I want to work with. I, to an extent, set my own hours so I don't have to work eight to five or nine to five or whatever it is, If I, which can be good or bad. Uh, there's plenty of weeks where I work 78 hours a week and there's plenty where I've worked 30 hours because there's nothing going on and like over Christmas time, why am I going to be in the office if no one wants to meet with their financial advisor at that time? They'll meet with the financial advisor afterwards when they've spent a bunch of money for things that they don't want, for things that they don't need, that they're going to end up taking back anyway. So Exactly. Uh, so there's a lot of flexibility there. It's as if I can be my own boss while still working in the quote-unquote corporate world or corporate structure, which is great. Plus, the earnings potential is unlimited. Do you special? I mean, this is really a podcast for small business, and investing in small business is very important. For me, it's more investing in materials and goods and products and things to help make our product better. This podcast studio is one of them. How does that relate to small business in what you're doing? So you need both. Anytime you're investing in business, you want to have that the investments going back into it so that your business is growing and you're able to make more, create a better product, whatever that looks like. But at some point, are you going to do it forever or are you in a field that you can do that job forever? Some jobs you can't. You can work till 80s years old, have no problems. Others that are more manual working, something happens to you at 50, what are you going to do for the next 10, 15 years? So you need that balance. And that's where I come in is trying to find that balance. Also, some businesses you can sell off and make your profit when you retire and others, you are the business. So if something happens to you, the business goes away. So for people like that, it's extremely important to have investments on the side where you can use both in that combination to give you a little bit of flexibility, or it gives you the option to step away a little bit, but you still have this pool of money to pull from to supplement that lifestyle that you want. 
Does Edward Jones not necessarily focus, but do they have someone that can help with businesses and investing business, or is it primarily personal investors? So yes and no. Uh, I figure I'll, I'll throw you a question to trip you up a little bit and see how see how the young man acts here, how he, how he responds. Yeah. So I do have plenty of business owner clients where we sit down together. Some of them, we look at their their expenses for the year, what they're planning on doing, how they're planning on expanding, just like you would your personal finances. The strategy should be the same. We're planning on doing these things. We're going to open up a new, uh, new warehouse. We're getting these new trucks, whatever it is. And okay, outside of that, what extra free cash do we have and what do we plan on doing with that money? So we kind of work through a business plan from that sense. And they just have someone to bounce ideas off of, especially a third party looking in. Because as a business owner, we get so focused on these ideas, we can't think outside of that sometimes. So having a different perspective helps. And then on the individual side, um, you know, usually have families, they have other things they want to do, or hopefully they're doing outside the business. So that's the yes and no's. I can come in on that personal side and help there too to find that balance. You know, you talked about something that last two guests have talked about, Craig, and that's passion. Yeah. passion for what you do. And it sounds like you really do have a passion for helping people and you're really helping people better themselves as they, as in, they continue life. on in well, life. Yeah. I mean, real quick on the next yeah. episode, the next segment, I should say, we're going to get more into that. You think so? Yeah. We're, we're about 15 minutes in. So we'll, we'll start, we'll come back with Mr. Joel and talk about more from investing. Stay tuned. The guys will be right back with more on how to check your six. We serve a diverse range of clients at the Orlando Law Group, ranging from individuals and families to large corporations, small businesses, and homeowners associations. For our business clients, we are experts at setting up new businesses and partnerships, buying or selling companies, writing contracts, and establishing trademarks and copyrights. We are fluent in Spanish and Portuguese, frequently working with international clients. You can reach us by phone at 407 512 4394 or online at the Orlando Law Alright, we are back for the second half of the Check Your Six podcast. This one is about investing. Before we go any farther, how do people get a hold of you? Give some contact information and a phone number if you haven't, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So you can call the office. That number is 407-203-8337. You can always send me an email as well. That'll be my name, Joel, J-O-E-L dot Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N at edwardjones.com. Off the air, we were kind of talking about your family, family history. You say your parents are what nationality your parents? So my dad is full-blood Irish. His grandparents immigrated from Ireland into New York, so kind of followed that path. It seems like all Irish people in America have gone have, through. Have gone through it. Craig, our first podcast, we're thinking, okay, nobody's going to listen to us. And Nobody. We have India Quinn, who is the, she's, I believe her nationality is Irish, but she lives in Australia. She did the voiceover for the intro that you okay, heard. Very nice, yeah. And how many hits did we get? We had her? 16, we had a total of 19. And 16 of them were from Ireland. So we don't have any idea why. But so I figured Tim was stationed over there at one time because I don't know anybody over there. I don't know if anybody's still listening in Ireland, but if you are, we have a guest on today that is at least half full-blooded. Yeah, pretty half, much, yeah. Half-blooded Irish. And then your mom was. 
So my grandfather was actually on my mom's side. He was in the Air Force. so was stationed in Texas for a while and met my grandmother who was had immigrated over from Mexico and they got married. A, okay, now this is going to date me. Yeah. Your grandfather was in Texas. Do you know where he was at? El Paso. Oh, that's the biggest beach in the world because they have no water. Yeah. I've been yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. So you, I'm sorry, you, you, you met your mother. So they met there, got married shortly after. Then he continued to stint in the military, moved around like everyone else in the military, and then they eventually settled in Florida. Wow. So and your, I'm sorry, your mother is? She's half Mexican, half English, German, that okay. whole European wow. mix. So. They obviously, in the first episode, gave you a great background for that from a financial standpoint. Your dad was a, or is a now, he's a... He's a commercial insurance agent, so provides insurance for medium and small businesses. So we probably should have had him on instead of... <laughs> yeah, he'll come all the way from the country, country to come up here. <laughs> yeah. And your mom is a... She's a dental hygienist. And that's kind of what you were talking about, having a business and you do it forever and you do the work forever. You can do what you're doing right now as long as you can breathe. Correct. As long as I'm mentally sound, if I'm 85 and can still make decisions, I can do this, which is great. And that's why Tim does a lot of talking because I'm close to that age. (laughs) (laughs) Almost, almost. So what made you pick what you're doing right now for Edward Jones? Why why that industry? Exactly. it does go back to the trying to help people and giving them that understanding. People have a misconception of financial advisors in general. They're greedy? Yes. Okay. And there are some that are, no doubt. Like I said, income level is unlimited, which is great. There's plenty of advisors that make half a million over a million dollars, and there's plenty that make 50000 So there's a very wide range that depends on how hard you work, who you work with, blah, 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 and all that. But What made me pick Edward Jones is we see the middle class is kind of forgotten in a lot of aspects. A lot of people believe that, oh, I have to have a million dollars for me to even open up an account or to talk with a financial advisor. That's really not the case. Yes, I would love if all my clients had a million dollars. That would mean I would make a lot more and life would be wonderful. But (laughs) nothing wrong with that. Right. The majority of us are not millionaires. So there's that in between, which is why I like Edward Jones is it's truly helping people get to that point. So my job is to not all my clients will become millionaires, but we can set out that path. And if you stick to that plan, you can be a millionaire. It's the whole tortoise and the hare approach. It's a long-term thing, and I don't know a whole lot about it. I know just enough to be extremely dangerous. I have to say this. The best thing for when you talk to people is sticking to the plan. People, how many times they veer off, they think they now know more than you, and all of a sudden it goes sour. And then you got to bring it back up and say, listen, you can tell by your portfolio that you're creating for them that if they don't stick to the plan they veer off, they're not going to get to the where they think they're going to go. And exactly. They, they get rich quick. So, right, well, and I will, I will approach a little bit of that subject. It's integrity. Do you feel that you really have the integrity and Edward Jones has the integrity to really say, look, these are people's lives that we're holding. These are people's businesses that we potentially are holding. Just like for us, the integrity that I want to have when people come in to GRP Studios, I want people to know they're going to get a quality product. I'm not going to try and rake them over the coals and take them for every single penny. How does that apply into you and your position at Edward Jones? It's all about integrity. It's all about trust. If my clients don't trust me in what I'm doing, this is their, for most of them, their entire life savings. If I mess that up, 
there's no recovering from that. So there's a huge weight from that aspect, which I take very seriously in my job. But Greg said, it's a long-term plan. There's no true get-rich-quick scheme. It just doesn't work. There's a bunch of them. In fact, there's a guy back here in the you know in, in the eighteen late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds <laughs> that would sell you a bridge if you had it. And our original title. Of this so you went, got some land. I'd rather go to Edward Jones and see Joel because that he's trustworthy. It sounds like he's trustworthy. What other opportunities if somebody is looking for a business? Now you came in as a financial advisor to Edward Jones. This is primarily small businesses and geared somewhat to the military. When you get out of the military, you may have had a financial background. What would be the offering to somebody to come in to Edward Jones, coming out of the military, to do this for a career? Military, anyone coming out of the military is actually perfect for this job because it takes discipline. You have to be disciplined. You have to see that long-term vision, kind of like a mission that you're set out on. If I do these things, I'll be successful. I know it's not going to happen overnight. I'm not going to see it right away. But if I stick to this game plan that's been laid out for me, I'll achieve that. So anyone coming out of the military, Edward Jones has a phenomenal training platform. Uh, We're the highest rated one in the industry. I mean, I think we're like number five or number six overall. It changes every year, so I don't know where we're ranked this year, but we're usually in the top 10 for training in general. Um, So they give you all the tools that you need, which is great, which is another reason why I chose Edward Jones is they have all of that for you and uh, greatly appreciate it. So yeah, so you come in, they'll pay for your training, your licenses that you need. Um, so to be a financial advisor, you need what's called your Series 7 and your Series 66. And then if you want to sell life insurance as well, that's 215 in Florida, but that varies in other states. Are you a contracted employee or are you an employee of Edward Jones? Technically, I'm an employee of Edward Jones. All right. And I know yeah. that that might be it's, something you may or may not want to answer because I know a lot of insurance agents are agents are technically they're a 1099. They're a contracted employee. You get out of the service, especially if you have served like Craig did for 20 years, you come out with a pension. And that is like ripe picking for some of these unscrupulous people out there that say, hey, I've got a veteran. He's got incoming money all the time. It's going to cost him this amount just to sign on with that. If I am a person that's interested in coming to work for Edward Jones, you've already given the licensing. Is there anything from a financial standpoint that's required of me, if you can answer that? Nothing. Except I came out of college. Like, yes, I had some savings, but I didn't have to put anything up front. They just said, here you go. Oh, you, so, just had, you just had to work hard. So, so to join Edward Jones, you don't have to put any front money up. Exactly. Okay. Interesting, because we also want to provide opportunities for people that want to become businessmen. And, you know, I've always had that bent towards finances and actuary tables and those things just really, you know, they're really groovy to me. It's a fascinating field. I love statistics and everything. I'm oh, right there with you. You and me both. Oh, Jim yeah. hates me for oh, it. Oh, yeah. You love stats. He I does mean, love stats. When I was stats. in the hotel industry, I was revenue manager uh, training, and I was just geared for it to this day. And, and there's a lot to go with it. It just intrigues me every morning to get up this time. At night, I have a time I check on my statistics. Your statistics are about what? What do your statistics do? So we look at historical data from not quite picking up trends, but trying to pick up trends to figure out what's going to be best for my clients, what investment is going to fit their goal and and help them reach whatever it is, whether it's two years from now or 20 years from now, whatever that is. So our idea is we look in and see, okay, this has this company has this background, this history, or this mutual fund, ETF, whatever investment we're looking at, 
statistically it's done this well during this time of year or during this period. So we want to make sure that overall from an investing standpoint, if I'm going to put a portfolio together for you, I want to make sure it's balanced and it's going to work together rather than all these different pieces that aren't cohesive at all. And if somebody doesn't want to be a day trader, like we hear all these people that want to be a day trader, they're all, all of a sudden going to become instantly rich and famous. I don't think we want to do that. So we want to have somebody that can actually know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with that because a lot of people in our society, they're all looking for that golden egg to grab onto. But what they don't know is how to get there. I have to agree with a person in your line of work that you have studied that. That's that's your trade for it. Let them to come to you and say, listen, this is my passion. Your passion is different from mine. I'm going to get you to your goals, but you have to stick with me to get that portfolio to work, to plan out on the years that you want to start retrieving that from. Exactly. Yeah, and it's it is it's a long term approach, and it's hard for a lot of us, especially in this instant now. I want it yesterday kind of mentality. People don't have the long term. I'm going to sit and wait it out for twenty years. We tried to tell our son invest now, even if it's ten dollars a week. Just start doing something now, because he looks at us and say, "Well, gosh, you guys have done great." Well, we started late, yeah, but we're very frugal in the way we did things. That's the reason why. We have our passion right Absolutely. now, but it's taken a long, a long time. No, I, I, I came in that same world. I started late. I did have an upbringing where my stepfather took me to a banker, sat down. He told me, hey, you're going to go into the military. You're going to get a check every two weeks. Everything is free, and then you're going to do what with your money? Yeah, that was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We Did we... Sp- did we misspend in the I, military? Every year I had a new car, so that was not the investment you should have took. Oh, man. No. So what else can Edward Jones do? What is the, give me the, give me the portfolio of possibility for Edward Jones. If I'm coming in, what do I need as a brand new person coming in? I'm going to go to Edward Jones. I'm going to come to you. What do I need when I come in? And what kind of services do you offer? We do everything from retirement planning, which obviously makes sense. That's an easy one. Short-term goals, whether it's, I have clients that are saving for a house, so we have their account kind of as a glorified savings account where they put money away. It's harder to get to than at a bank, so we can act as that as well. We do life insurance, whether it's term insurance, permanent, long-term care. So we have those hard discussions with our clients. We also, and we can act as a quote-unquote bank to an extent. Uh, You can get a checkbook, you can get a credit card, debit card, all of that. I don't really push that too much. Because again, my main focus is here's your goals laid out. If we fit better here, great, fantastic. If not, go with what's going to suit you best. Yeah, there's a lot of different services and options um, as far as different things that we can provide for our clients. How long would you say your first, the first amount of time, how much time do you spend with a first-time client that comes in? He's heard about you. You've been referred to you. Hey, I want to talk about some financial stuff. How long is that initial contact? My first appointment, I always schedule it for about an hour. No matter what, whether we get through everything or not, I stop at an hour and say, hey, this is where we're at. If you want to continue, we certainly can. If we're going in depth on everything, it's probably a two, three hour process, but we split it up because that's very overwhelming a lot of time to take. Yeah, it's it's hard to go through everything because you really don't know. We say it all the time. You don't know what you don't know until you realize you don't know it. So. This has gone pretty quick. Well, Craig, quick, you had something. What I wanted to say is uh, for your young age, I think people should really jump on you now because you're growing with them in the same age group where if I were coming into Edward Jones and be one of you, it's like, hey, I'm getting ready to retire. I have to turn it over to somebody like you then. 
So to sit with one agent all the way through of their portfolio, that'd be the best way to go. Yeah. It's one of the things that I can say to all my clients is, God willing, I'll be with them for the rest of their lives and through most of their children's lives as well. So, And we, we weren't going to talk about this, but we will anyways. We'll go a little bit extra time. <laughs> do you find it, do you get the respect you think sometimes is due when somebody comes in and you, they see that you're younger and somebody our age comes in and they think, okay, is this young kid? And that's a prejudgment on our part, and it's wrong, but is this young kid really going to understand what I'm trying to do? How do you answer somebody that comes in with that attitude? Besides, you know, laughing at them hysterically, but go ahead. Right, yeah. Once we get past that, it's, I believe anyone that sits down with me can see my understanding, my knowledge of what's going on. Again, Edward Jones is a great company. They've been around for almost 100 years. So that backing too, knowing that if anything did happen to me, because we don't know, Edward Jones is going to be there to take care of them. So for those that are a little more skeptical and see my age, they have that comfort. Like I said, if someone sits down with me, I answer their questions. And if I don't know, I'm willing to say, I don't know this answer, but I will get back to you. That's a perfect, you know, again, they're going to sit down with you for a couple of minutes and realize that, okay, this young man definitely has some things on the ball here. That's a great answer. Most of us aren't willing to say, I'm not sure about that. Let me find an answer for you because people think, oh gosh, if I don't know, I'm supposed to know everything. You can't. You can't. You can't know everything and unless you're, oh, we won't go there. Anyways. <laughs> Tip of the day today. Come on, Craig. What's the tip of the day today? Should I let you explain this? What's no, I'm going to let you explain it because you, you don't wear bifocals. So it takes money to make money. Boy, is that another statement or what? It, it does. <laughs> That's a pretty solid tip. Well, actually, did you read the second half? No, I told you I have day? bifocals. That's your, your, oh, do you have regular glasses? Man. You no. got yours over the counter. I've got cheaters. I got mine at <laughs> Sam's Club for like buy. Maybe we should keep Joel around. Buy 20 for four bucks and they last for about a half a day. Now, really, when you invest in your business, you invest in yourself. And I'm sure, and maybe you don't, but I would imagine we had Phil Zeman from South State Bank in here and Sean Leiden from Leiden Communications, and they're basically saying the same thing. Your passion is gonna is really going to dictate how well you do. And when you invest in a business, you really are investing yourself if you're a solopreneur or if you're someone that only has a couple of employees, you're investing yourself. If I see the passion that you have and what you're doing, that just makes me feel a whole lot more comfortable. Exactly. It's the passion. It's, it's the passion. It's not like, hey, I'm just here for a job. That's right. Okay, see you, bye. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we don't want to do that. So, well, thanks for being in today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for it having go, it goes great. It goes really fast. It, it really does. But we thank you for coming in and give us just a little bit Are of insight. about my age? Into the fast. Yeah, you're your Man, age. I'm already climbing quick, man. Can we just slow <laughs> it down? Oh, man. No, it's climbing quick. It goes fast. So anyways, thanks again for the Check Your Six podcast. We'll see you on the flip side. Thanks for listening to the Check Your Six podcast. Tune in again next time for more information on your small business development.